Come on, Tottenham, stick it in the goal. Come on, Tottenham, the pace are bloody slow. You are the first team, the last team my dreams have ever seen. Put on that lily white and run on to that green. White Hart Lane has seen its pain, it's had its loads of nights. We fought our team through thick and thin and all those glory nights. And when the game is done, we'll sing a song and talk it out all night. Hey! Come on, Tottenham, stick it in the goal. Come on, Tottenham, don't be so bloody slow, you are the first team. Hi, it's Season 6, Episode 24 of the Tottenham Family Podcast. Joining me this week, David Fornell from Sussex. Good afternoon. And... Gilly from Italy. Hello, good afternoon. Hiya. Right, um, we got a win, finally. First win in four games, I think, four or five games. Um, four games, possibly, on the middle of the week against Norwich. Um, 2-1 win. David, if I come to you first, um, reflections on Wednesday night. Positives, negatives from the game? Yeah, uh, a win's a win. It's three points. And that's... the. I mean, I, Normally, I like to see style and over um, the points. Sometimes, you know, I want to, I want to see Spurs playing in their um, traditional, um, attractive football. But at the moment, we, we that top four is still available, and points are so important. Mm. So, against a very good Norwich side, uh, they're probably going to go down. But they're one of the best sides I've seen to go down for some years. Um, if they do go down, so yeah. Um, a tight game we sneaked it um, still visually not at our best you can see we're not but uh, as I say three points this was a team that you and I watched um, Norwich team not so long long ago the way the way the way the fixtures fell um, they got a point against us on, on that occasion um, so it's always going to be like you say but <coughs> bottom of the table team um, perhaps that doesn't do do them their positions and do them justice um, Cantwell looks a real, looks a really good player, um, mm. uh, and uh, yeah, um, like you say, three points was was is really the most important thing at this point of the season. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it is substance over style, isn't it, at the moment? <laughs> until we until we get our mojo back. Um, so yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, it, it's that that uh, they were well worth the draw. Up at Carrow Road, weren't they? I mean, you, you couldn't deny them that. No, indeed. Um, b- before I bring in Gilly, um, j- in terms of result aside, in terms of the performance um, collectively and and from players, um, what were the positives and what what were the negatives or, or the things that we still need to work on? Well, the positives are Los Elso. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's it's a. It, Get Southampton as well. I mean, we're now seeing the player. Uh, people said he's not the, the replacement of Ericsson. Well, I see. Uh, I've seen that said, and I, I disagree. I think he is exactly that, and the type of passes he produced um, are sort of towards what Ericsson would, would produce. Those little um, finding little gaps and just threading the threading a ball through. That's what he can do, and and he comes with goals as well. So he's a real positive. Aurier is a positive. He's showing a little bit of form. Actually, quite interesting. Against um, Norwich, as soon as the kickoff, he'd gone up the right wing. Mm-hmm. He'd flown up there. So we're sort of playing with a back three. Um, and, and seeing they only play with Pookie, I suppose that wasn't a big risk. But uh, And clearly, he's been given that to almost a free role. Um, I'd like to see him get behind the defence sometimes. He doesn't seem to have that ability. 
but but um, he, he's he's not bad at crossing the ball, given um, a little bit of time with it, and he'll be able to look up, and and he produced the goal for it. Oh, um, that's another positive. And it was of course it was the return of Hugo um, in in goal as well. Yeah, that's that for me was a positive. I I, I didn't think he was going to be ready yet um, when it when I heard the other day and I, he was. Um, in training and, and could be ready I thought well I look forward to him coming in because it's, it's little things that may make the difference and I was hoping that he would be on the team sheet in the starting lineup, and um, it gives the players a boost at talking from the back and in fact interestingly walking off at half time he was giving Uriah quite an earful of instruction uh, and I thought well there we are we're back to um, our captain our club captain doing his job um, you don't always necessarily see it on the pitch at that moment, but coming off, that's where you saw him doing it. And uh, I, I say Gazaniga has done a great job for us. He only had one real bad blip um, when he came out as a, a kung fu. But um, other than that, um, you know, I, I think it's a bit tough. Uh, but there we are. That's that's the job. That's what they get paid for. You know, they don't always get it the, the way they want. So yeah, great. That was a, a great return. Um, Having him back. Just on 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 Lacelso, and, and we will talk more about him over the course of the pod in the context of yesterday and, and generally. Um, he reminded me. I don't think he's, I think he's a different player to Ericsson, but he reminded me. So he's, he Lacelso is twenty three years old, the same age as Deli Ali. He'll be twenty four in April. He reminded me of a twenty one year old Danish player who made his debut for us in September 2013, also against Norwich at White Hart Lane. And I seem to recall on, on, on that day, Christian Eriksen getting a lot of space and playing very similar to the way Lacelso did the other night, finding those pockets, <laughs> floating around and finding those pockets, pockets, of, pockets of space and being very effective. We'll also no doubt talk about Christian Eriksen later on in the pod. Mm-hmm. Um, Gilly, sorry, come to, come to you. Thoughts on uh, Wednesday, Wednesday night? Yeah, I mean, I'm in broad agreement. The win was, was everything, ultimately. I mean, we, as you said, we played them twice. We could easily have ended up with one or even no points over the two games, and we've got four, so that's a real plus. Um, I thought maybe Lo Celso obviously was terrific on weaknesses maybe on that evening I think it's still too easy to and for obvious obvious reasons we don't have a central midfielder Mm. defensive minded one so it's still too easy to get onto our back four so they had still had too much encouragement I thought and I thought our attacking sort of patterns were a bit confused we had a few players with some very off days including my favorite lamella sessignon had a really really tough game i thought he really didn't didn't do very well so i think they're the main things but i I do think as we are we are back in the hunt for fourth place it's really important that we won on hugo i was really pleased to see him back i was in no rush to bring him back because i think gazaniga's done fine um but I think psychologically, and I think Mourinho alluded to it, you know, just having his presence back there and is is important to us. And given how things are going, you know, every little advantage is uh, is you know is is valuable to us. Mm. I mean, on 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 the race for top four, we've got 14 matches left. We're only now six points behind Chelsea, so you know, 14 games are still plenty of time to claw back a six-point lead. Chelsea do drop points. They're not they're not somebody that are you know, consistent and, and all the way ahead of us. My only fear is we've, we've got Man City next and 
at home and and you know, if we don't get something there then suddenly six points become becomes nine points and and it's uh difficult i think they've got united possibly which i don't know if that's a good thing for a bad thing at the moment given the way united are playing but it's doable it's doable um i just hope that i think where we've sort of failed this season in the last couple of months is when that gap has got a little bit closer and we've, when we've when we sort of had the opportunity to possibly overtake them we've we've screwed it up a couple of times and, and we need to just get a run a run together who knows maybe, maybe that'll come and, and i think a step a win well well chelsea are away at leicester next game and then um um home to manchester united. and then home to man united right yeah. and we we've so, got city and villa over that period of time yeah. Yeah, I think so. all the sides are struggling to get a run together. I think we've said it. I mean, I've heard it all around the place. We are going to have ups and downs. I thought Norwich was. I thought yesterday we will get onto that was much better. Um, we're going to have times where we look like things are clicking, and then the next game, it you know, it doesn't work. You know, because that's the nature of where we are. Luckily, Arsenal, Man United, Chelsea are similar. They, none of us look like we're going to put a big run together. So, you know, I just think patience, which is going to, it's going to take time, but I'm just really pleased we're still in it. Yeah. I thought we'd be well out of it by now. Well, I think a, a, a win was a step in the right direction insofar as we're still in it, but also hopefully gives us a little bit of confidence just to maybe start to put it or try to start to put a run, a run together. Um, you know, if we're not with 14 games to go, at the end of the season, if we're not that far off, then we're in contention. It's when you start to drift that things get a little bit of a worry. Um, uh, uh, Lascelles obviously standout player from the other night. Sergio, you mentioned him, David, and a lot of he was getting a lot of plaudits from f- fans. I've got to say, I'm still not convinced by him. I'm no. still not convinced. I know that you know. I think for the whilst you know we've got a transfer window closing on whatever it is Friday. I can't see us getting a right back from now to then, so I think he will be our right back, right wing back, whatever you want to call him for the remainder sure of, for the remainder of the season. But I think that's a position that definitely needs to be, yeah. even if even if he's improved under Jerry say that is a position that needs to be addressed come the summer. For me, he still he can't defend. Um, maybe there's not there's less of an onus to him to do so at the moment if he's pushing so high up the pitch. But when he's asked to do that. I think it, we were, it was at the Norwich game. You you mentioned it a few times when we were trying to play an offside trap, and he he, he just wasn't. Yeah. He was he was the one playing other people, opposition players on side. His concentration isn't there defensively. I don't think he's great. Even I think going forward, I still the stats say that his 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 assists are are up there just behind Trent Alexander. Alexander Arnold, and that might well be the case, but I have to say his final ball, his crossing to me still looks poor, and he's just he's really erratic. You know, sometimes he'll do something really good, he'll score a goal or get a, a, a put a really good cross in, and then two minutes later he'll balloon the the ball, switch off, get a foul throw, and whatever it might might be. And I, and I think in the long run he's not he's not yeah. the, not the solution. I think he's improved sufficiently that it's not the priority it yeah. was three or four weeks ago. And given that Levy doesn't look like he's going to go, I think him and Mourinho are, are fighting over that wallet. It looks like he's not going to clear all the uh, problems in one go. We've probably got priorities elsewhere. elsewhere. But, um, yeah. but yes, certainly we need to. I mean, I'm, I agree with you. He's playing better, but I would like to see us get someone else in. Long okay. Term. Let's talk a bit about yesterday. Um, Southampton. I didn't go. Um, I I 
having been there at the start of the start of the year um, I didn't fancy going there again um, I wasn't feeling overly optimistic but as it was we, we, we got a draw I think John last week on the pod predicted that, that we would and we did and we're still in the draw for the fifth round on um, which will be on Monday night 7 o'clock UK time um, it, it, the fact that we've got a replay also means that our winter break that we had sketch penned in I think after the City game we didn't have a fixture from for, for a couple of weeks from from Man City all the way to the Villa match two week period. We've we've now got a replay somewhere in the middle. I think on the fifth, the Wednesday after we play City. So that's that's perhaps a fixture we could have done without. But we're still in the cup. Um, I thought there was some encouraging signs from yesterday in terms of um, the build-up play. I, I th- there was a chance that we had. I think it was the, the goal that was ruled out. Or offside, the one that <coughs> came off was, yeah, Sun, yeah. and I thought the build-up play to that, there was lots of short passes from the back short, quick passes played it out, out of the back, it was good and then a, after a sequence of, of, of those sort of short passes and, and getting out of a tight spot, there was a long pass from Toby um, that found its way, I think, to Mora and then um, we got the ball in, in in the net eventually, but uh, it, it it was pulled out for um, for offside. Um, Lacelso again, once again, was superb. His, his run to get us the goal um, to Ganga, another highlight for yesterday. I thought he was he was solid. He was really good. The the one disappointing aspect aspect for me was um, the finishing. And I think particularly, and I really like him, but I think Son was a little bit, and has been recently, a little bit off the boil. Yeah, yeah, all those things, are, you're right. Um, if we were a little more um, uh, well, dangerous in front of goal, um, we had good chances, um, we'd have seen the game off quite early on. And it was only that momentary lapse, really, towards the end, and they scored um, just like concentration. But you're right, Gilly, early on, um, it's quite obvious at the moment we lack a shield in front of the back line. And that, I think, would have stopped that Southampton goal. Mm. And we've got that. We're missing Sissoko uh, and or another. Dyer is certainly not up to it. I just don't know why. Um, he looks... Um, from the, the lad that he first played, that opening goal against West Ham, he was young. He was still quite sprightly around the pitch, eager. He's a shadow of that person at the moment. And I don't know if we're ever going to see that dire back. And we're all looking at him saying, well, he's going to be a centre-back. Well, I'm not sure he's actually really good enough for that at the moment. Mm. Um, and, and consequently, we don't have a, a guy um, to play in that position. And that's showing at the moment. So the injuries are costing us. While we're saying, oh, this is not Spurs, we're not getting... Well, no, we're not at the moment. And, and he, for all the stats you can bring, your eyes tell you, once again, you look at it you think, yeah, we're... We're not the team we were a couple of years ago. It's with all that um, support with each other. Um, but with those key injuries, and that key injury, all those key injuries are in the spine. And we're losing Ericsson now. You can't argue we lost him in the last year. But with Kane and Sissoko, um, it, it's showing and it, it's, it's, it's hurting us at the moment, at those key moments. Um, yeah. I thought. I thought our counter-attacking was much better yesterday. Though we looked, we looked really good. I think Jav alluded to it with the um, 
with the move for the Los Celso disallowed goal. But we had lots of little, well, they were playing balls into midfield, laying it off first time and moving, which we really didn't have against Norwich and which we've not had probably since the West Ham game in terms of under Mourinho. Mm-hmm. And we looked really, really good because we didn't want to get involved. We didn't have not just that central midfield. We didn't have like physical presences in central midfield. So we didn't want to get into a midfield battle there. So I thought that was really, really clever. And we had some good chances. Um, yeah. Ali Lady, Moore and Sun, as we've said. I mean, they were golden chances. And I thought second half, I really liked that. We sat back and in some ways I think, oh, don't sit back, don't sit back. And I've seen people say, we sat back, retreated, and then we allowed them on. And in the end, they got the equaliser. And yeah, that's how it worked out. But we still looked dangerous on the break and we looked really really useful and but in the second half i thought the precision of the last ball or the decision of the last which last ball to play was a little bit off other than the goal and so we didn't kill the tie but you know on another day we'd have killed the tie i think yeah. so i was i thought there were lots of good things going forward which we just didn't have against norwich where we looked really stodgy and they didn't look like that half of them they didn't look like they played together up front um, before, other than the one, I think Moore laid in a lovely little slide rule pass for for Sonny to have a have a shot. But I, 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 yeah, I thought there were lots of positive signs yesterday. Again, though, we'll get onto it with the Man City one. Without that central midfielder, partly the way he wants to play, we don't have the players to soak it all up against really good teams. We just don't have them. But it's, it's a it's a Mourinho way, and that's the one of the big differences to the Pochettino team. Yeah. That, he will shore it up, and that's what he did yesterday. He took a substitution in order... To, in fact, he didn't get the substitution on in time for the goal. <laughs> no. The, the he was ball, waiting, wasn't he, Yeah, Dyer? The, the ball didn't go out, so he didn't get that option, and it would have broken the play up and, and may well have yeah. uh, uh, stopped it with being away with a 1-0 win. But, hey, but like you say with Dyer, though, David, he can't do the job he used to be able to do. No, and he gave away it. lots of fouls and didn't seem to improve things at all when he did get on. And we just lack that player. You know. a, a word about Jetson um, started off first half very good. He he looked uh, Jetson Fernandez. He looked very good um, yesterday. He faded in the second half, um, and and it was right to bring him off. But uh, he he was a, a big plus point, I thought. So, yeah, yeah. some good things. Well, it was good to see him anyway. I thought, you know, wondered when, you, you know, it was good that he put him in. And yeah, and I thought he worked very well in that little playing the ball off and moving. He worked very well first half. Understandable. He hasn't played very much, apparently, even at Benfica this year. So I'm sure he was pretty shattered come yeah. second half. I do think I do think Bet Bertrand should have walked. I think he should have had a second yellow yep, yesterday. I agree. Um, but I, I hate to use those things as if I'm saying, you know, well, had they have done that, we'd have won. I'm not looking at it like that. No. But I did... I, I did think that, um, yeah, there were one or two little odd decisions. Yeah, and, both uh, sides had good chances, didn't they? Ings yeah. missed a couple. Both sides had good chances. I, I thought overall we could have killed the game off, but I thought overall on 90 minutes probably a draw was was fair. Yeah. yeah. If, I mean, it's a definite improvement both in terms of result and performance uh, since we, when, we, when we last played them not so long ago in the league. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, I, yeah. I, I do think, you know, other than the obvious, we need that shield in front of the back four that's 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 that needs to be addressed um As we said, it was only southampton the last 28 games only three of those games they failed to score i think so, only liverpool and city have a better record in the yeah, last yeah month. interesting so, you know i keep saying do not underestimate um mm. if i said to you both you guys javid um i'll start with you 
what if I said to you, right, we can just change a fixture, throw Man City out, and we'll pick another Premier Premier League side to play to try and get three points? Who would you choose? Who would be the easy? Who would be the easy game to get three points? Uh, I'm trying to think. Somebody that's struggling, West Ham probably at, at, at this moment in time. Yeah, yeah, and, and Gilly, it's much the same. I would say I wouldn't think any game was easy. Well, it's not. Team, uh, but I, I would agree, West Ham, if they play like they did against us the other the other month, rather than the West Ham we usually get, no matter what form they're mm. in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. The, the point the point I make by yeah, that it's a good point. Uh, is um, you know there is not a mug. It no. is. A really even Norwich, like you said, David. Even Norwich are a good team. Sorry yep. to interrupt. Even Norwich oh. are a good team. Yeah. Well, Watford are second from bottom. Mm-hmm. And I said on a podcast uh, last year, um, this season's last year, that Watford will not be down there at the end of the season. Now, uh, surprisingly, they are after winning three on the spin, they're still down in 19th. But mm. I don't see them in that bottom three. I mean, it. Bournemouth and Norwich are the other two, but I suppose Bournemouth would be the one you'd say. Well, I'll, I'll pick Bournemouth that at the moment on form, yeah, Bournemouth. Yeah, but I, I wouldn't. All those games, you just wouldn't. You know, we'd all be saying, "Well, you're going to play Crystal Palace, or you're going to play Everton, or Sheffield United, Wolves." You know, all these sides, you say, "Well, it normally it'd be, you know, good a good three points certainly at home." You wouldn't it, now. It, look, it's a very different Southampton to, to the one we played um, at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium back in whenever it was October. Yeah, um, they are an informed team. Um, I felt they would. I, I went into the game thinking the worst, and that, that they that they beat us. Um, so you know, on that basis, to get a draw, to still be in the cup, to take a replay back to back, back home is is a good result. Yeah. Um, I don't know if modern yeah. football's changed so much. In the old days, even not that long ago, you go away in the FA Cup, whoever it is, you come unless it's like a really low league side you come away with a draw you're still in it that used to be seen as really really good mm. result now yeah. maybe modern football's changed where with the money certain teams are supposed to beat other teams more easily and maybe that that's a difference but growing up and you know even in the last 10 15 years you go away from home the cup's really tough you just got to be in the hat at the end and then to draw away to an informed side in the same in the top division i think is a good result and it used to be it didn't matter how you played as long as you got the draw that was what the cup was the cup i think wasn't yeah. for I... playing good football the cup was for just getting through the next round that's why we used to be so bloody good at it i think that's <laughs> i think that there is there is truth in that um and i think that you know i said I said, well, it's good that we're still in the cup. And although that's true, it's almost me putting a bit of a positive spin on it now. And I think in the past, you wouldn't even have to put that positive spin if you were still in the cup. And particularly if the replay was at home, that would consider to be a good thing. I think now there is an impatience with with modern Mm. football, not just amongst clubs, but almost amongst the fans, that let's get the job done, let's get through. We don't want fixture congestion. There's that sort of mentality, um, even, even amongst people like me who remember the days when um you know being in the cup was a good thing generally and, and you had you had countless replays uh, it opens now, up now one a, of my pet hates though this when which you is go away especially when you used to travel away when i used to travel away you get a draw away from home in the cup and then get them at home and then just play rubbish and get knocked out you think you'd have <laughs> saved me an awful lot of bother and money <laughs> that is true that is true um i the, the, the only thing that going back to your point david the only thing i would take issue with is as, as good as southampton are at the moment putting that to one side and and, and, it, and it's important you have to respect the fact that, that they're a decent out, outfit and, that, and then they're no mugs 
I look at us and just looking at, at us in isolation, I want a Tottenham team where, you know, we've got a settled back four. There, there, there's some positives I'm looking now, with, particularly with every time I've seen Takanga generally, he's, he's been good. And I think if we can get a settled back four, we've got the attacking threat going forward. We've got the creation now in Lacelso. We've got players who can hit on the counter. What we don't have is somebody clinical up front. And I wonder if... If you know, if we had Kane yesterday or a- another striker, whether that we would have taken some of our chances, and we don't have this defensive shield, and I think if we had those two things, we could come across a team like Southampton who are in, in form, but still beat them. That that's the mark of a good side. We're not there yet. We are, we're not where we used to be. That's that is the frustrating thing as a Tottenham yeah, fan. Um, of but course. That, that's... But you know, you've got a simple situation here where we change the manager, so. The culture almost of the club has had to change. We've got serious injuries um, in, in key positions. And, and we're sort of, it feels like we're just trying to survive for the season. It's a bit better than that, but I think we've got to be a bit patient with our club. I mean, I, I know we, I'm not writing it off because top four is still available. Just as we discussed just now, mm. the other clubs, they've always done that around us, you know, failed. Um, it's not so much us. We're not Liverpool. We're not running and we're doing it on our own. We're having to rely on other clubs. Well, that's 99% of the time. That's, that's sort of how it goes. You have to rely on other people dropping points. Um, and, and they're still doing it. So we're still in it. But in, in my mind, I'm still a little bit writing off the season saying, you know what, I don't see us having that Spurs of two seasons ago at the moment until next season. And then I'd, I would look at Mourinho saying he's got to get the right players in. They've got to understand what he what he requires to them, and then we come into a fresh season with uh, new impetus, um, and 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 uh, it should happen hopefully then. Do you think, by the way, do, do you think that? And I know this has been a course of much discussion amongst Spurs fans recently, but do you think if we did have Kane or Ace, another striker in the squad yesterday, that would have made made the difference? Um, and also, regardless of whether it would have made the difference or not, it sh- the players that, that started, the likes of Son, um, who we know can be cl- clinical, um, you know, on a, on another day, even if we don't have a fit Harry Kane or a backup s- striker, surely the likes of Son, if they're firing on all cylinders, should be able to um, dispatch some of the chances they had. I mean, Son to me at the moment looks a player that's a little bit. A little bit lacking in confidence. It's just not falling for him. Ever, actually, ever since he scored that wonder goal against Burnley. Yeah. yeah. Mind you, the goal yesterday was it was out of character for recent performances because it was unerring, wasn't it? It was a fantastic finish. The the goal he scored yesterday. Yeah. It's also right his, in the bottom corner. It's also his second goal in two games. So <laughs> no, I know. Um, I there is a slight contradiction in what I'm saying, but. No, but it was out of character for how he's been finishing, yeah. and even how he finished in the first half, where yeah. where he was through. Yeah, I mean, it was, but it was unerring that one. Mm. Mm. I don't know if we did because they we had we cleared one off the line. Ings missed two. They might. I thought they should have had a penalty for the handball with Tanganga. They could have scored three or so, but we had the chances at one nil up to put the game away. So you, you, I would veer towards if we had Kane on form. I mean, he doesn't score every single chance. We probably would have gone at least two up, but um, I don't know. With the replay uh, a week Wednesday at home, possibility could go to extra time and penalties. Do you fancy our chances to, to, to be in the last 16? Oh, yeah. 
Oh yeah, I, I, you'd have to say that. I'd be, I think it'd be madness for me to say otherwise. As I said before, I, I, uh, even uh, the form we are at the moment, I think we will um, get through to the next round. I might be proved wrong, but I'll, I'm sure the bookies will back me up <laughs> and, and put us as uh, slight favourites for it. You know, back at the, the lane. Yeah, yeah, it might yeah. be the odd goal. I think it'll be close. I think the only rider is their results are better away than they are at home. But if we do what we need to do and play and play well. You've got to hope we've got to be favourites, haven't we? But mm. okay. Um, very briefly, before that replay, we have Manchester City next um, a week today um, at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Um, can we realistically? Can we get anything? Oh, absolutely, yes. Do you know I fancy us to, to do well against Man City again? Um, I think we can get the measure of them. I really do. I I wouldn't say we win, but I think. I think we might get a draw out of it. I really do. I, it's something about it. And I think, you know, every time we play City, it's been very close. Um, you know, we got the draw there last time. I know you'd, you'd, on balance they should have won it, but uh, we're, we're, a, we're a tough tough side for them. A draw for me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, we can beat them. They could win 2 or 3-0. I mean, I, I'm going to be very interested to see how we how he lines up against them. They've got real vulnerabilities, and I think we really need to be uh, looking to cash in on them at the back, which means being a little bit more uh, open ourselves than perhaps we were against Liverpool. But we can certainly um, we can certainly give them a run for, for their money. I was going to ask about the style. I mean, I, I, I would have thought that he'd, he'd more likely, Jose would more likely play, set up the way that we did against Liverpool and try to hit them on the break. Well, as long as we try and hit them on the break like we did yesterday and not like in the first half against Liverpool lump it up there then I, I, I don't mind that whatever the result actually we, we did that up at um, I can say main road then the Etihad we did that in the we, Champions Gary? League game uh, what did we, we, not the Champions League one no this season we they, we lumped up long balls yeah and actually City looked very vulnerable because yeah, that's allowed, true we, we did it with Liverpool because they like to push it they're, they're quite confident they push their full backs and of course they leave spaces in slightly out in the, the wide areas and, and with Son and Mora, they're always a danger. I'm sure Pep will keep an eye on it, but um, it, it's, I know, because we're not going to have that central figure unless, of course, we sign someone in the next week, um, then we're going to do the same again, I expect. And I, I expect the two, um, Sonny and, and Mora, to switch over. Uh, I did notice yesterday that, that the Delhi ended up almost being centre forward at times yesterday. That there was quite a lot of movement between um, mm. those guys. So we're making it slightly, giving. Southampton a bit more to think about and I'm sure he'll do similar with Man City and give them something to think about I think we will certainly get we always do I think we will certainly get chances against City um, because they, 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 they are open and, and, they, and they do leave gaps and last season when we played them in the Champions League quarter final second leg um, I thought Son and Moore on the break were, were particularly effective against them I am where they've caused this problems in the past has been on the right-hand side. Um, Trippier, on a number of occasions, was, was roasted. Um, I am concerned about Serge uh, once again and whether he can... Uh, whether he can... How disciplined he's going to be because even if he's asked to go forward and, and play further up, there are going to be points where he's going to have to trap back and he's going to have to help out. And we don't have Sissoko either 
Um, and some of it might even depend on, like you say, who, who, if anybody, would we buy that's of a defensive nature, you know, defensive mid- midfielder, perhaps um, in, in over the course of the week in the transfer window. I, I'm I'm concerned about that. Um, the rest of the back four doesn't. I think particularly if, if Taganga plays, I'm I'm quite relaxed about that, and I and I'd, I hope to Taganga starts because I think his his presence for a young man. Um, is something that we could do with in, in in the back four. I would even go as far as saying that at this moment in time, I would put Takanga ahead of not not only poor dear old um, Foyts, who who I like, but I, I, I fear his days might be numbered. But also even Sanchez, I'd put him ahead of um, Sanchez, who, who's an although also a young man, is 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 should we say a more established player? I I would imagine that he'll play right back that day wouldn't surprise me and then playing um, um, Davinson in the middle and uh, Jan at left back mm. uh, a solid solid uh, back four um, that's my suspicion he'll do and uh, Uriah may not start um, he might just put it to that and, and because there's nothing like building a bloke's confidence a lad's confidence up and, and uh, that's what um, Maurizio used to do with the youngsters, you know, he, he stuck Winks in against Real Madrid and you think, really? And then, of course, what, what does that do to the lad? I mean, it gives him tremendous confidence. So I wouldn't surprise me if he, he plays that back four. I think Sterling will definitely cause us problems and I think that it's really important we, when we're defending that we keep our, keep our shape and we're quite compact. Mm. Um, we did, When we played them at the Etihad at the beginning of the season... Played with a very narrow, as I recall, um, four. Mm. Um, it was very compact, and yes, yeah. Uh, yeah I, I, they uh, thing with City is they the way they move the ball about, they move it quickly, left, right. Players, the movement of the players is is good as well off the ball because you you can pass it, you can pass it quick, but you've got to have the movement. And then suddenly they, they put that killer ball ball in somebody like De, De Bruyne. It doesn't have to be necessarily a striker that pops up. It can often be somebody ghosting in, like Foden, um, for example, when he scored against us last season in the league one 0 they, They've got such quality. Um, I, I, from a neutral perspective, I, I I'm a great admirer of watching them. I know perhaps David less so than me, but um, I I I. I think they're that they they will they will be a test. They'll be a challenge. But that's you know that's football, and I, and I and I, I I it's those games that enthrall us that, that keep us on the edge of our seats, even if they sometimes um, can be uh, difficult watches. But I you know it's all about testing yourself against the best best in the land, and, and City are probably the second best team. Well, they right. because the table says so. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, right, in the second half of the podcast, we'll take um, more of your questions. We'll briefly discuss the Christian Eriksen situation as that draws a conclusion. But before we do, the Tottenham women, they were in action earlier today. Um, here is Bex with this week's Tottenham women's update. Hey, people, it's Bex. Good news today from the Spurs women. They played Barnsley in an FA Cup game and ran out 5-0 winners. Everybody likes a big scoreline. We had a couple from Rihanna Dean, who's had a fantastic season so far. There was a great free kick from Siri Worm. Uh, we have a senior goal for Alicia Sololo and Gemma Davison also scored, which is her club uh, debut goal, which is always nice. So 
as a little bit of context, Barnsley women are in the Northern Premier League. So they are, we are WSL 1, they're WSL, so there's a couple of leagues down. Nonetheless, I think it's a great result for the women. Don't take anything away from them just because they were playing weaker opposition. As we all know, you can only play what's in front of you. The draw for the next round of the FA Cup will be made on Monday, so keep your eyes peeled on social media to see who the women play next. Their next game in the league is next Friday, no, not Friday, Sunday the 2nd of February at half past four. That's, um, they're playing Man City. And interestingly enough, that game is at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. So it should be quite a good game. Um, really pleased to see the fact that they're using the stadium, not just for the men's games, although I appreciate the fact that that is clearly their um, primary influx of cash, but also the fact that they are taking the opportunity when the, the first team aren't playing to use the ground for other reasons. Um, and I think it's really important to increase women's football as a whole if they are playing in those bigger stadiums. As long as you keep them in tiny little two, 3,000 stadiums, then their support base isn't going to grow. Um, and not forgetting, of course, that we hold, we do currently hold the record for most attendees at a women's football match in this country at 36,000. So should be good for the Man City game. Um, follow it online or I'll give you an update next week. Okay, any problems, I'm on Twitter at BunchesBex. Cheers, thanks, bye-bye. Welcome back to the second half of the Tottenham Family Podcast. Thank you, Bex. Right, um, before we go into questions, very briefly, um, it finally looks like the Christian Eriksen saga is going to uh, come to a close. Um, Gilly, you are our man in Italy. What, what is the latest? What, what's, what, I mean, I think we pretty much know what's happening, but is there, is there any anything that you've heard in, in Italian papers that's... Uh, Shed some light, maybe. Yeah. That well, I'm just reading the Gazzetta dello Sport this morning, and Marotta is saying that he's very hopeful. Which you know, see, it seems from everyone else that it's a done deal and it's going to happen in the first half of next week. Um, I think he travelled to Southampton and didn't even figure on the bench. Yeah. But Marotta seems confident. But then, you know, it does look like it's a done deal. So. Uh, I think it's just because it was the weekend and they've got games and stuff, but I, I, it looks like the next two or three days he'll go. But, you know, I'm only reading the papers like everyone else. But, uh, yeah, it looks like, and they do need him. They, um, they've missed a player with that sort of creativity between the midfield and the forwards for a few seasons. So I can see him doing doing very well there. And uh, as we've all said, we, it just need we need to draw a line under it, both for him and us. Yeah, they're, they're what second in the league at the moment behind Juve. They drew today at home to Cagliari. So if 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 Juve win tonight in Naples, then they'll be six points behind. And the way Juve are going, that's going to be an awful lot to make up. But they're making a fight of it this year. And I think you know to win to go straight into Italy and uh, and knock Juve off their perch immediately was always going to be difficult. But in the next couple of years, I think Inter are going to are going to sustain a very. Uh, uh, you know a close challenge so it was probably a bit unrealistic for them to overtake them so i don't think they're going to win it this year now but well, you know they might lose in naples and then it's three points so you never know well even if they win uh, i appreciate this is this is this is not a uh, Italian Serie A <laughs> podcast but even if they did win and it went to six points presumably they play each other later on again in the year um, and you never know, Ericsson might be the person that drives them to, to League Glory. There was some talk um, towards the end of last week, uh, Sky were reporting that Barcelona were, were in for a late bid. How true that is, I, I don't know. But I, I presume that, that there's nothing on the... On, the Italian papers are 
reporting that would suggest that the deal is going to fall through. It's it's ninety nine percent. Yeah, ninety nine point nine. I mean, I've heard the Barcelona thing as well. I think Gab Marcotti said it on a um, a podcast I was listening to, but I I, I don't think. Uh, I mean, you never know, do you? They might scupper it at the last moment, but it it looks like he's expected in Milan tomorrow and mm. and going to sign. But that's the reports at the moment. Um, David, thoughts on Ericsson generally, his time at Spurs? Well, he's been with us quite a while, hasn't he? He's one of the seven coming in, and he's he's given us great service. I, I'm not sure his use of words. I'm not sure if I put him there as a, a, um, a legend. Um, but I think he may go down. But it's just been a bit solid at the end. Um, I don't know who's made the error. It's been a very strange saga. One I can't get my head round, and, and the same for Toby. You know, it's, it's been a strange saga. How do we end up so long? This has really damaged uh, the side. Both Toby and Ericsson definitely have, have, have damaged the, the playing side of things. Um, but I wouldn't boo him. Um, I would applaud him off. If I was there, I'd applaud him off um, and say thank you. Clearly, um, his salary apparently is being trebled. So he's on about uh, a quarter of a million a week. So if you if you want to know why he moved, it, uh, that's right there. <laughs> that's that's where it is. Um, and that, of course, if he goes for now reported about 15 million pounds is 20 million euros. Um, then, of course, the, the reduced transfer fee comes with an increased salary, which is sort of what I presumed he was up to, allowing it to run that way. Yeah. I think it's a shame the last years happened. Otherwise, he, I think he would have been seen as one of our uh, highly popular and one of our very best players, certainly of the Premier League period. Um, I think the last year, obviously, is. Uh, I don't think he can be a legend if you. But having said that, people like I think people like Berbatov left under a cloud and are now yeah. applauded every time they come back. And I, I hope the same for Ericsson. Oh, I'm I, sure it will. I think he's been a tremendous player for us. I think Inter's great. They got. a 27 year old he should be in his absolute prime now really class yeah. player for 20 million i think you know in these days for us to expect you know a really quality player or anyone to stay six years it's a lot i don't think we can complain too much it was interesting with Mourinho though sorry very quickly you'll be able to answer this better than me i was surprised with Mourinho's comments yesterday that it's annoying that it's happened on the 25th of january and that the only ones not to blame are tottenham which implies that ericsson's been uh but I think we should have sold him a year and a half ago. So it is, you know, or if he, when he didn't sign the contract. So it must be partly our fault. I'm being a little bit mischievous here, but I, I read that as, as as a dig at maybe the previous management. Right, at, okay. At, at, at I, the club. I, don't, I, 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 I don't know. Or maybe Mourinho just being defensive about his employers, Mr. Levy. Um, uh, you know, you're not gonna. No one's gonna come out and say, "Well, it was our fault," or you mm. know, the, the chairman fucked up, and he and he, <laughs> he should have got rid of the player in, in, in the summer. So uh, maybe also was highlighting his own frustrations about the situation that it's he's inherited a situation where yeah. a player is leaving this late. What are your views on Ericsson's legacy, Jav? What do you think? I look that six and a half years in modern football is, you know, it's a, yeah. it's a long time. Um, players often come and go, and um, it's seldom that a player is at a club any more than five years. So that's a very rare thing in in modern football. Um, I'd like to remember remember all the good times he, he gave us, all, all the all the 
you know, good moments, good goals. Um, if I was going to pick a goal that that um, comes to mind, um, would be the uh, goal that he scored at Stamford Bridge two years ago when we when we won, when we finally won after 28 years just trying, and we were one nil down, and he got a goal just before half time. It was a fantastic effort. It was one all, and then we went on to to, to win three one. Delhi getting a brace in the second half. Um, fantastic player. I, I would say we talked about it on the last pod. He's not a legend. He's a fan's favourite, who, unfortunately, because of what happened the last year or so, that that slightly tarnishes things. But I, I don't want to remember remember that that side of it. I, I would remember the good times. And yeah, it's, it's a shame that that things happened the way they did. And as I said last week on the pod, I think in his defence, what he said in the summer, he sort of in a very diplomatic way he said, look, you know. Perhaps the time is is right, and I'm paraphrasing here, right to move on. He didn't completely say that he, you know, he he would be averse to staying at Spurs. He, he said, you know, that that that's a possibility. But I mean, he pretty much indicated that he wanted a move, and then it was really up to the club at that point to, you know, help facilitate a transfer to another club. It might, in in the defence of the club, it might be that other parties didn't come forward in the summer maybe they were hoping to get him on the cheap in January or for nothing at all you could argue that we should have on that basis we should have got rid of him the summer before and not let this situation arise that we have with both himself and with Toby um, you know in the final whatever six months of the contract um, but he what really annoys me is when fans start to sort of suggest that I've seen and some mostly it's on social media but you see fans saying he's as bad as Sol Campbell or at least Sol Campbell put a shift in um, and you know you need to consider the likes of Modric Bale who both players that I really liked and adored um, and I'd love there's been talk of Bale coming back at Spurs I'd, I'd love to sit him back at Spurs I mean it's not realistic but we can only but dream um, when Bale left Spurs he, he had this famous buttock injury he didn't train um, mm. Berbatov that you mentioned earlier he, he, was, he was a fan's favourite but he was only at Spurs for two years mm. and he left under a bit of a cloud um, Ericsson's performances have been you know below par there's no denying that but he's 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 been professional. He's never said I'm not going to play or thrown his to- toys out of the pram. It, no. It's it's a shame both I think for the player, for the club, and for the fans and the relationship that he had with the fans that things have dragged out as long as they have. But it's we're going to get closure finally. Yeah. So I mean, I think, good luck to him. Sorry, go on. I'm just going to say good good luck to him. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I think he's. I agree with you. I don't think. I think what's the big problem in the last year? He's not the only one whose performances have, have dipped over the last year. Dembele, you know, that midfield base is the problem. You know, that we had that so good, whether it was Wanyama or Dyer the year before that with Dembele, mm-hmm. and then all those players ahead of him, including Ericsson, you know, we've had it again yesterday. Look at Delhi's coming deeper in the last few weeks again because we're lacking in midfield. Ericsson's playing deeper a lot of the time. I don't think he's doing too much different Obviously, it's not coming off. He doesn't look like he has the same amount of time on the ball. His passing's gone to crap you know, a lot of the time. But I, I don't think, I don't see that he hasn't been trying. You know, it's not worked. He's not playing well. But he's never been one to, like, be Terry Yorff or Steve Perriman or something and bang his foot in there, even when he was really, really good and performing really well. So I think people are being very harsh on him. And, and that, I've not seen that thing about Sol Campbell. But I, I think that's a bit chalk and cheese, that. Mm. The only difference is they both left the club. 
that's about the only thing in common that they've got. Mm. Abs- absolutely. Look, there's a lesson to be learned uh, here from the club, um, and I'm sure I got that feeling that um, the procrastination over him was as much to do with trying, trying to keep the fans on side. We had the difficult period being at Wembley. That was then extended by six months. Um, and had Levy had sold Ericsson, you can imagine, he's just trying to get everybody into the stadium, that would have been a real negative. Yeah, but fa- that's true. But, but fans have got to get on side. Now, Liverpool had to sell Coutinho. He wanted to go... Being Brazilian, Barcelona is a big name over in Brazil. That would have been his aim. Or I'd like to play for Barcelona. They fought it. But in the end, they got big money for him. Mm. Look where they are now with the money. Now, we could have done, you know, we could have sold Dyer through this period. We could have, uh, look where he is, Dyer is now. We could have sold Ericsson. Look where he is now. Uh, we could have got ourselves best part of 200 million in the coffers and reinvested. Had we got a good scouting network, we may well have had Madison. We may well have had the Grealish and all sorts. Times move on, and us as fans, we're not, you know, that mantra, we're not a selling club. Well, we all selling clubs in the end. And sometimes it's worthwhile selling, even if it's a big name, even if Barcelona or Real Madrid come knocking on the door that you don't say no to them. Well, fine. If it's big money, we made. Um, we've been a better place than we were when we had bail so it's not the end of the world selling what is a, a main player so us fans have got to be more patient and come the future maybe it's Lacelso next maybe he turns out to be really the next Ericsson he's, he's got great stats and then Barcelona come in maybe that's time to cash in he's, he's 27 26 27 years old Lacelso, big money um, 100 million in today's money it may be worthwhile saying yep cash in we'll look for the next one we've got to be patient that, 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 that's a valid point in that you know if if in four or five years from now um, if Eric sorry if Lacelso goes on to be a, a real fan's favourite and 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 we adore him even more so than Ericsson and then four or five years from now when he's sort of in his late 20s a club comes in for him then and he says he wants to go and he doesn't throw his toy, toys out of the pram, which Ericsson didn't do. If he says he wants to go, and the tra- the the for whatever reason, whether that's because of the other parties or because our chairman's trying to get the best price, which he's entitled to, if that that transfer saga then um, is a bit protracted, are we then gonna as fans suddenly turn against Lacelso? Of course um, we are. <laughs> well, yeah, but, but that's that's that's. But it, but it, but it's awful. That that to me yeah. is awful. And 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 the whole thing about you know Ericsson not going in for tackles. He never did. He didn't go. He never did go in for tackles exactly. and, and stuff like. So it's you know that was never. If, if you want to throw that, if, if, if fans want to throw that at him, fine. But he never did. So it's not really consistent. Uh, to, a fair comment to, to to throw at him now. Very briefly, just going back to something you just said uh, right at the outset. Um, we discussed Derek's and David. You mentioned about Toby and the situation we got ourselves in. Um, I wonder, and I was quite critical of Levy last week, and I remain critical. You were, yeah, um, yeah. Um, so, in his defence, I'm not. Uh, this is just for. This is just as a. I'm just putting it out there. Um, it's just a theory. I wonder if you know the fact that we had. Um, a new, shiny new stadium to build. Whether that put certain constraints in terms of 
not in terms of buying players, but in terms of wages and increasing wages. And if those constraints weren't in place, you know, maybe there were there were self-imposed um, constraints. Maybe we, we could have been a bit more adventurous. Maybe a, another chairman might have been. I don't know. But maybe if we if we had increased the wage ceiling a lot earlier than we did, then the likes of Toby and Ericsson would have their futures would have been a lot clearer a lot earlier on than than they had been perhaps i don't know um i want to move it on we've got about five or six questions um so andy island his twitter handle is at a island 86 um Uriah right wing if he stays can put a good cross in over defensive play and then he just his question is would signing raul jimenez and ward prowse be good additions to the squad if possible yeah, it's always an interesting one, is it? Ward Prowse, no, not for me. Um, he's not improving what we've got. Um, and he's not the next level up either, which would be important to me. Um, Jimenez, you can't argue that the boy's a real talent, a real talent. And I think there's a lot of clubs that want to grab him. And I mean the top clubs. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if um, Manchester United go for him. Um, they're missing a forward. Um, and I think he is good enough for it. But we come back to the... Um, uh, Maratta um, statement when we uh, put a bid in for him uh, before Chelsea got him and he turned around and said well I don't know why you want me because I'm going to sit on the bench and, and Harry Kane's your main man and that's our problem we don't play two up front we play the one and, and as soon as Harry comes back that centre forward is, is possibly going to be um, uh, surplus to requirement almost or he's not going to be willing to say not be willing to sit on the bench warm his backside on there mm-hmm. so, so we're constantly on this one and then if you turn around and say well let's go and get um, Jared Bowen I watched him yesterday at Hull and, and actually he's not a bad little player but then we've got um, a Parrot who, who's, who's only a year away really so I, I don't em- in a sense I don't envy the management on this one how they go about getting a forward that will work in the short term. Well, City manage with Aguero and Jesus, and they don't play them both together. I think somebody needs to have the balls to tell Harry Kane. Yeah. Occasionally, you need to rest. Yeah, I see that point. I see that point. I don't, I don't, I'm a bit worried about going forward that whether this this injury sounds really bad. It's going to be a, a bit of scar tissue there, really. And, and will it go again? So, yeah, you may be right that um, he may have to reduce his game time. He's, he's had four, in four, what's it been out, two, three months, the last four seasons now with this one. I think that I think Jab's right. Someone's got to tell him for your own good, as well as Spurs' is good, you know, we need another striker. You know, we can't just rely on you. I think the situation's changed now. I think Mourinho, he may also change it. Maybe Pochettino wasn't inclined to do that. Jimenez, I think, is absolutely brilliant. I think we sh- he's got everything, and I mm. think we should. I shouldn't think we should get him in. Ward Prowse, I'm with you. Free kicks and corners are very, very important in, in modern football, as they've always been. But without those, he would be a very, very run-of-the-mill footballer, in my opinion. But he's a decent player, obviously. Mm. But I, so I wouldn't go for him. Aurier, he can put in amazing crosses. But my word, you've got to get through a lot of uh, dross to get there. Mm. <laughs> you know that on that first question, that's that's what. But Jimenez. <laughs> Absolutely, I think he's brilliant. Yeah. I said my piece on Maria at the start. Ward Prowse, I agree with you both. Jimenez, I don't think we or anybody can get him within this window, but I think yeah. potentially we might be better placed to get him in the summer 
depending on where Wolves finish and where we finish. Um, so we'll have to see. But certainly he's, he's a good player. Um, question from Nate. Um, he just says, Twitter handle is Nate underscore HA. Was it just me? Were there some positive signs in the game? Maybe just grasping at straws, but it seems like we're beginning to move in a positive direction or at the very least stabilise. And also, I should have perhaps done this the other way around because I think this question feeds into the answer some of the answers to Nate's question Darren Pamenter um, I didn't see the game but apparently Lo was very good again yeah I mean Lo was again the standout as he was well he was the standout on Wednesday night um, and I thought he was very good again yesterday I do think I mean I've said it earlier I think the problem we have at the moment is we're very inconsistent. We're going to have a couple of games where it looks like we're going in a positive direction. We're moving the ball much more crisply. We're moving up through the pitch really well. And then there are games like Wednesday night where we look as stodgy as steak and kidney pudding, you know. So I think there are good signs, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I'm not banking on it. I'm touching wood that we might get that two or three or four games in a row. Mm. Mm. Yeah, yeah, uh, Lacelso was, was, was brilliant yesterday, and, and yeah, he really is. But I, the, the other questions, yeah, um, as we spoke earlier, I thought there were a lot of positives yesterday. I really do, you know, giving out injuries and with all the other little bits and pieces that, that are making things a little bit difficult to get our form back. Uh, I, I thought we we were very very good a lot of yeah, a lot a lot of things to be uh, happy about going forward that's why i think that we should be able to do south we're a very decent organized side uh, and i think we'll do well so yeah i absolutely agree with that question i think we, we we've, we've talked about the areas that we need to improve the, the, the defensive shield and maybe we need a bit of firepower up front with, with kane but in terms of positives um yeah, the obvious thing is the results, the win on Wednesday, winning the league after a few games, not getting a win. Um, yesterday, I think there were some encouraging signs. Um, even in the cup tie against Borough, lesser opposition a few weeks back, um, it was good. <coughs> some of the football then was good. Um, Lacelso, the encouraging thing I like about Lacelso is um, he's now had a few games, and over a number of games, he's, he's played well, and he's had a few successive starts, so his fitness is getting there, so that's good, and and his performance is a, 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 a obviously second to none as well, you can see a real player, hopefully, and a future ahead of him, it'll be interesting when Dombele is fully fit, the two of them and the team, mm. um, and if we can get a little bit of steel as well in midfield, then we'll, we'll start to get that get a, get a spine back um, that that's somewhat severed at the moment shall we say in, in certain areas um, I mean let's also his, his movement off, off the ball the way he finds the space um, his range of passing superb player um, yeah. really really good good player and he's uh, always on the move isn't he he's always moving yeah. which I really like Yeah, I didn't realise he was only 23 I th- or I've forgotten I, I thought he was maybe mid 20s that's fantastic 23. yeah same yeah, age sure as right. Delhi 23 it'll be 24 wow. in April, April. Um, the other sort of positive I think that this season and, and I, I generally I don't think there's been a great deal to shout about this season you know both in terms of results uh, performances managerial changes there's been a lot of upheaval it's been shall we say a challenging 
season to the ones that we've been accustomed to in recent seasons. The other shining light for me recently has been Jaffa Takanga. Um, I really enjoy watching him. Really, really. It's always good when a young player comes through the academy. Um, but I, I just like something about him. Just I don't know. It's just he just seems very down to earth and humble and and an honest lad and just goes out there and plays. Um, I'll and watch, hopefully we get better. Few, yeah, I've watched him a few times playing um, for the. Uh, uh, youngsters um, in the Champions League in the youngsters version so that's on uh, BT Sport so I watched him on that one and uh, the other players although my eyes were really on Parrot mm. uh, but he was quiet but he was okay strong but nothing spectacular but then it, it's not easy necessarily for a backline player to stand out that much um, but as soon as he's play, which is a, a real encouraging thing as soon as he's got in the first team he's grabbed his chance yeah. now left back he is not natural, and I, I can see him slightly awkward at times, but credit to him for playing it. He's been asked to do it, been passed to play out of position. When he plays right back, he's more likely to go powering down the line because he's more comfortable with his right foot. So, yeah, you're right. I mean, it's lovely to see a youngster come through, isn't it? We always like like that. So the likes of Steve Perriman, Harry Kane, it's great no. to see a Leather King. Through. Yeah, he's a better option than Rose or from what we saw of Sessignon in midweek, the left back though, isn't he? I mean, he's he's a good defender, isn't he? I agree with you. He can play. It's great that he can play across the back. Mm. We we need. I don't know when Ben's back, but maybe left oh, back. Oh, not for the rest of the season, right. I don't think. Who really? Ben Davis? I thought he was yeah. back February, possibly. Oh dear, that's a bit oh, depressing. Well, yeah, I, well, they said it's long term, so I. I I didn't actually put a date to it, but the way they were speaking, I was reading. Right. I thought, oh, well, blimey, you know, when does he come I, back? I think he's back February, and I thought, and if, and if something's changed yeah, um, I hope you're in right. recent weeks. Um, all right, question well, I, from Mark. Go on. No, 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 nothing, nothing. Nothing, Sorry. carry on. Um, <laughs> question from Mark Stoll. Um, the sale of Ericsson and Wanyama. Um, I did... I, 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 didn't know that Wanyama was about to go, but maybe that's wishful thinking, or there's an impending sale that we don't know about. Anyway, we're, sale of Ericsson. We've the price, Jav, and apparently Celtic, and uh, we've dropped the price quite a lot. I read uh, okay. whether it's true or not, and so a couple of teams are interested, including Celtic. Fair enough. All right, sale of Ericsson and Wanyama leaves us with 28 million to spend before the deadline. Um, wages included. You can buy one player from one position. Which position do you feel we need to buy for now? Centre forward. It is a target man. Centre forward. I, I, I said at the time I was I was sorry to see Lorente go. I thought it was mistimed. Um, you know, you've got two fast wingers. I, I'd be quite happy to get Lorente back. Actually, I really would. But in short term, I think he he could serve an answer. You know, ball up to him. You've got two fast guys behind him. So you you would be spending the 28 million. But. Um, as we said, actually, uh, right, Jimenez would be a boy if I could get him, but it'd be more than 28 to get Jimenez, that's for sure. If if Kane hadn't got the injury, would you have said centre-forward in this window as a priority? No, I'd probably said the summer, if mm. he was all right. Yeah, I, th I, I mean, uh, we obviously need a, a someone who's got that sort of idea how to play that role. I think the others are trying really hard. If Nondombele is going to come back and play a significant part, then I would say, for me, centre-forward... But if Ndombele isn't, I really don't know between a cent another central midfielder and a um, and a centre forward. I was really disappointed. It looked like he kept getting mentioned with Ericsson going. This Vecino, who's a 27, 28 year old Uruguayan, who can Brozovic mainly 
under Conte's playing sort of deep lying, but he's played. He played against us twice last year, so you would have seen him for Inter. Um, and he he's really really good player. I'm I'm really a bit disappointed we haven't gone for him. But if with 28 million, I don't know what we're going to get with 28 million. That's just all the wages. <laughs> that's all mm. wages these days. But I I would prefer if we if Ndombele's not going to play a significant part. I would really like to see us get a, a stopgap central midfielder instead yeah. of a stopgap centre forward. And the problem is they're both going to be stopgaps at this time of the year. I think, lucky. I think up until the Kane injury or a few weeks ago, I would have said a, I would have said a right back. I'm you know I'm still not I'm not convinced about Uria. I think we're weak down that right hand side. Even if you you know. You, <laughs> Even if you accept the fact that he's our right back for now, if he picks up an injury, what other options have we got? Carl Walker Peters, he's not getting a look in, he's probably going to leave. Um, um, you know, then you're looking at perhaps playing Foyth there and another player out of position. So that was an area that we, need, we, we do need to address, but I think we can probably hobble on for now yeah, until the rest of the season to get yeah you can put somebody you know to get you know, so you, we can sort of hob, hobble on yeah a striker probably is now a necessity because of the cane injury the earliest that they're saying is april that he would come back and even if he does you know that's the final month of the season um well it's, he, it's, it's like, going to take time for him to yeah. bed in yeah, it's like opening the garage door and finding your car's gone, isn't it? <laughs> you know, there's, there's, a great, there's a great big gap up front. <laughs> it's, it's, it's just easy. It's just oh, it's so imba- it's so imbalanced. Um, it's ridiculous. It, it's it's the place we have to have to fill, isn't it? Mm, I I'm inclined to go with what Gilly said and go for more of a central midfield defensive type midfield player than a striker which might be madness given that we don't have many options or any options there until Kane comes back but I I sort of still feel maybe it's naive on my part but I still feel that if Son is a little bit more clinical which we know he can be he can get us goals Delhi can chip in more they have done in the past and I think the area that we look really vulnerable is the centre of the park we don't have that that player to Maybe Ndombele will solve that. Do we know when he's... He was on the bench, wasn't he, yesterday? Yeah, he was on the bench, but he's not... He's not a defensive midfield player, though. No, no. Um, no. I I almost want somebody that can play that... You know, I want a Wanyama 16-17 or a Dyer 15-16, someone that's a physical presence and a, a defensive presence as well, that can then free up... Dombele to do the sort of Dembele type role and then yeah. and then in turn released our Ericsson Mark 2020 Lo Celso to then you know get the ball to Kane or Son or, or, or Dele to, to uh, get the goals um, I've seen yeah, some it, people say Dele could play um, that sort of number nine or false nine I'm not sure myself but I have seen a few people sort of mention mm-hmm. Dele there I don't know what you think. That, sure. Well, none of them, none of the options, Mora, Delhi, or Sun, um, none of them really can play with a bat face to goal no, in, in, in a conventional true. way. A striker can. They can all float in and, and get goals. Um, Delhi did it against Chelsea in that game at Stamford Bridge that I mentioned earlier. Kane was coming back from his one of his many ankle injuries then and was on the bench that day. Um, I think he came on later on in the second half, but. Yeah, it's, it's 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 one of those two positions for me, and then I'd like right back addressed in the summer. Um, 
briefly I mentioned Bale earlier there was talk again all, all week there's been talk of Bale coming back to Spurs on loan can either of you see it realistically no no I mean it might happen but I can't see it realistically mainly because of the wages Unless, they could pay half his wages or something. Well, unless they, if they do that, then there is a possibility because, but though United have always coveted him, haven't they? Mm. And this, they're the boys that can afford him. Um, so, I, I'd imagine that, and and uh, probably closer to Wales as well, being in Manchester. Um, <laughs> so I don't know. Uh, I, I I don't think so, but. Yeah, I mean, there's lots of things, aren't there? I mean, the wages, he seems like he really enjoys... I don't know what the golf... I don't play golf, so I don't know what the golf... If they're much better in Spain than they are in in England. He does seem to get a fair few games when he's fit. Maybe he's not in the the first 11, but he does seem to play a fair bit when he's fit for Real Madrid. I I don't know if he wants to come back. And maybe sometimes you've just got to move on sometimes, even Mm -hmm. though he's obviously a wonderful player. Yeah, but, you know... If he doesn't it, want to take the the drop in the wages, he's no good to us, is it? Because it suggests that, you know, he doesn't really want to be with us. Yeah, I mean, I, I did seem to recall when we got Adebayor on loan origin, originally, before he became a permanent signing, um, we had some arrangement with City where they paid most of his wages. Something yeah. Like that. But, yeah. Um, yeah, the I mean, the bail story, I, I don't know. It's not, put it this way, it's not, it's not only is it not the first time that we've been linked with him, to a possible return it's not it's it's not the first time also that we've been linked to a particular player that doesn't happen i mean you go over the years damio Grealish, um morientes a few years ago the list is endless so who knows whether there's any truth yeah yeah even further back (laughs) that would have been good (laughs) yeah uh right um final two questions one or two questions. Um, a question from Liam. His Twitter handle is at SpursLiam7. Why do you think... Sorry, what do you think would be a success this season in regards to our current position? Um, Champions League semi-final, FA Cup trophy, fourth place perhaps? Mm, mm. For me, which is not going to be the majority, is fourth place because of the finance, because attracting the right players going forward. I, I, I would say that probably at least three quarters of the Spurs fan base would say FA Cup, which I understand. Yeah. Um, but it's a it's a different game today. It's a different game, and it, it's it's completely awash with money, and and, and they want more. Um, and 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 I know everybody wants to vent their anger at Levy, as as you did last week. Um, I don't. I understand he's a businessman and a very good one. Um, and I, I'm sure he would say, well, I'm sure he wants both because uh, you, you never get given that option, do you? Do you want this or that? But it doesn't work that way. But in a, as a priority in my heart, I would say, yeah, I, I would rather get fourth place because that is progress for Spurs. Bit by bit, we are becoming a regular top four Champions League team that will attract the best players that should then go on to win trophies. So for me, it's like delaying the FA Cup. Um, maybe for a season or two. That's how I see that sort of um, thought process. Mm. I think if we get to the end of our season with our wits still about us, that would be really great success. <laughs> to be honest, because it's getting very trying. <laughs> I think all I think all three are success. I think Champions League semi-final from where we are is a terrific achievement. Yeah. FA Cup would be magnificent. Fourth place would be magnificent. Um, so any one of those. Are, would be success but obviously I think for all the reasons David outlined where we are as a club and um, in modern football 
where the FA Cup is now, fourth, I would agree with David. I think if I had to choose one, I would get fourth place because that then puts you in a, as David says, that puts you in the position to move on from there. Whether it's an FA Cup would be great, but doesn't really attract anyone or really kick you on as a club. Maybe it will for us because, well, I don't know because it's a different squad it's going to be next year. So I don't know. That was the, always the argument with the present squad. If they just won one trophy, they'd win three or four. I'm mm. not sure how true that always is. But, uh, I, you know, all the, all those three would be terrific, really. <laughs> I, f- I think all three are certainly achievable. Um, but um, I agree with you both. I think the one that I would... That I think would 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 be best for us as a, as a club would 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 be to secure fourth place again, which is again doable at this point in time. If we can do that, fantastic. If we can then also win the FA Cup, all well and good. But I always find in life, and even in, particularly with football, um, when you're following a team, that over the course of the season, from the, your starting position before the seat before a ball is kicked to the start of the season to halfway through the season you're depending on results and events um you reevaluate things and it might be that in a month or two from now for example fourth place fourth place is is isn't you know six points away it's 12 points away or 15 points away in which case you know if the fa cup is the only thing to play for at that point then that's that's what that's that's the thing that I'd like us to achieve. Um, but at this point in time, um, if I had to, if I had to pick one, I'd probably say Champions League for all the reasons David outlined earlier. Right, fine. Have we got time for one more question? Possibly Ed Brad's question. Do we really want to go down this? Oh, Ooh. perhaps no. <laughs> the, mic, the mic has spoken. Yeah. Are you there, Gilly? <laughs> avoid the question maybe <laughs> have you read out the question Did I haven't read out the question um, uh, so the question is from Ed Brad who would be the better lover Jose Porch or Levy okay, I'll, I'll just throw I think Poch would be the better one I think Jose would think he was the better one and I think I think I think Levy well I think it's a bit of a liquid all sorts so you don't know what you're going to get from one day to the next I think that's about as much as I can say. I quite like that. I was, I was going to choose Poch as well, the, the Latin lover. And Jose has probably gone past it, and Levy would have his butler do the job anyway. <laughs> well, on, on, on that note, on that on that um, <laughs> on that image, um, we'll be recording the next podcast a week tomorrow, um, the day after the Manchester City game. Until then, all that's left for me to say is thank you, Gilly. Uh, thank you. Bye. Thank you, David. Yeah, cheers. And until next time, the future's bright, the future's clearly white. Good night. Come on, Tottenham, stick it and let go. Come on, Tottenham, the pace so bloody slow. You are the first team, the last team my dreams have ever seen. Put on that lily white and run on to that green. White Hart Lane has seen its pain, it's had its load of nights We fought our team through thick and thin and all those boring nights And when the game is done we'll sing a song and talk it out all night Hey, Come on Tottenham, stick it in the goal Come on Tottenham, don't be so bloody slow You are the first team, the last team my dreams have ever seen Pull on that lily white and run
on on to that green. Oh, we've seen them come, we've seen them go, the names up on our shirt. Gods have failed as men are hailed and faces in the dirt. Now gather round and sing it out and we'll talk out all the hurt.